everybody, and welcome back to Criticast. Today, uh, we are doing a little bit early episode. It's not coming out. It's actually being streamed. It's coming out on, I guess, today, where I'm recording it on Tuesday. And we're going to be talking about the 61st Annual Grammy Awards. And to talk about this hefty subject, I'm going to be joined by Garrett of Young Entertainment Specialists. Say hi, Garrett. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Um, so how are you doing, Garrett? I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. Works good. It's uh, super cold up here in Utah right now, but mm-hmm. that, life's grand, man. Okay. That, that's very good. Um, I, I'm pretty excited to talk about the Grammys because I think over the years, the Grammys, as I guess the internet has grown, more people are diversifying their taste. I think the Grammys are becoming less and less like taken seriously. Because, and we'll talk about this later, but, I mean, you look at the nominations, these are all over, you know, a million listeners on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. They're big artists. These aren't smaller artists. And so, in some regards, it is kind of a popularity contest. Um, But I think the Grammys are still relevant, and while they still are relevant, I think we're all going to try to get as much content as we can out of them. Do you agree, Garrett? Yeah, I think so. I think the Grammys um, versus other music-oriented um, award shows do uphold some kind of standard that is uh, not necessarily the word inclusive, but more well-rounded than other mm-hmm. ones. And I feel like, although we do pr- see it as somewhat of a popular contest, I do feel like whoever is involved in the Academy has a little bit more they have a little bit more insight as to what constitutes like better production, better sound quality in tune, mm-hmm. yada, yada versus like, um, no, nah, I'm not to point fingers at other places, but I don't, I don't really take the American music awards all that seriously. Oh yeah. Billboard awards. Um, like, like they're fine. Like nothing. Against heart radio. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, th- those feel more like popularity contests to me. And I think that they can exist, but I take the Grammy awards a little bit more to heart just because I feel like for me anyway, for me, I feel like a majority of the time the winners come out right, but there's, um, of course there's debate for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah, we can just, you know, get right onto the list of the stuff. So let's start uh, with record of the year. Um, first of all, what is the difference between record of the year and song of the year? Is there, is there even really a difference or cause yeah. I've never understood that. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I, I struggle to remember which is which, but, um, one of the two, I'm pretty, uh, I hope I'm correct on this, but record of the year is more oriented toward the production. Mm. Song of the year is more in uh, in songwriter. Mm. So, yeah, so you, you got your the people who write the lyrics and all that, uh, all the other things that are kind of in that expressive mode. And the record is more based on the production, the arrangement, the composition, and so on. Okay, I, I think record of the year might it kind of makes more sense for that. But I think we got, okay, so we got the nominations were This Is America by Childish Gambino, I Like It by Cardi B and Bad Bunny and J Balvin, The Joke, Brandy Carlisle, God's Plan, Drake, Shallow, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, taken from 
um, A Star is Born, All Stars, Kendrick Lamar and SZA from Black Panther, Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage, and The Middle by Zed, Marin Morris, and Gray. Um, so I'll let you, you start it off. Which do you think, oh, wait, I should probably say, This is America won that, that category. Which do you think should have won, or did they get it right? So this year I was a little perplexed um, on this specific nomination. Um, as you might have seen, uh, when I released my regular uh, favorite songs of 2018, mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't a big fan of all of the things that got like on the top Billboard charts. I didn't yeah. think was a waste of time in this past year's music. I just thought a lot of the ones that were hits, I thought, no, I think we're, I think the young kids are just listening to stuff they don't realize isn't all really all that great. But um, <laughs> aside from that, um, beyond that, um, I kind of just expected This Is America to win just because that one yeah. was going to be the big hit. Mm -hmm. But in regards to what we just talked about, uh, the production, and uh, the other elements in that regard. Um, the other two that I just felt like could have been contenders were, would have been uh, God's Plan and All the Stars. Now, I personally mm -hmm. like All the Stars a lot. Uh, that's one of the few songs that I thought was like the exceptionally good songs on the Black Panther album. Mm -hmm. Overall, that album is pretty, pretty well made, but that song stood out very highly to me. But, yeah, I uh, get that. Yeah, but it doesn't surprise me that This America won. I mean, the product in that regard, the production, yeah, it's pretty good. So that's what I think. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry to cut you off, but I think all I think all the songs here have good production. I think out of like just talking about production, because that this category is more lenient on production. I think it's either honestly Rockstar or The Middle. And hear me out, why I think The Middle might be just for production. I don't think this song is amazing, and I don't think it's great, but this is a classic summer Zed song. You know, maybe the Chainsmokers have one like this every year. One of these DJ type songs, um, electronic songs. And I think of them, the middle is one of the best of the past couple of years. I still don't think it's that great and it's very cheesy, but um, I think I could see how it has a good production because I think my favorite song, my favorite thing about that song is how Zed is matching uh, Marin Morris' Morris's vocals. But honestly, just for it, I, I would say that Rockstar is the best song of the year. I love that song. Uh, I don't know why, but I love it. Uh, I'll say this about Rockstar. I like it more than I initially did. Um, mm -hmm. I forgot that it was actually made by Post Malone um, when, I, when it first came out. Um, I thought it was a little slightly underwhelming, but it's, it's one of the songs that grows on me. Um, with The Middle, personally, um, when The Middle came out, I actually thought it was really catchy, but I did mm -hmm. notice um, there's this uh, website called EDM News for the electric, uh, the electric music um, community. Uh, I don't know if you follow that or not, um, but they are, <laughs> they're really, um, they're really active and very notorious for pointing things out and getting all the electronic gossip, but it's only within their culture. They don't, take on things super seriously in the vast American pop realm. Um, and so one thing that stood out was, um, do you remember that song um, that Zed released with Alessia Cara? Um, Stay? Yeah. So It's, it's very reminiscent of that song, yeah. 
with. If you put them next to each other, playing at the same time, there's a lot of similarities to them. Oh and yeah. So there's a there's a part of me that thought, oh, hmm, maybe Zed didn't push himself enough. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but you know, I mean, when you're an artist, you kind of have you got to have something that connects you with the rest of your songs, even though it was pretty similar. But I mean, nonetheless, I I didn't hate the song because of that, but it did make me think, okay, uh, maybe it was, uh, maybe it could have, maybe it could have uh, been more original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. I don't know what the right words were. <laughs> Mix it up. I think I think honestly, like Zed, I'm not looking for him to be ambitious. He's not the one writing these songs, and I guarantee he's not the one producing most of these songs and doing that kind of stuff. But I I, I know they're very similar, and I know they're cheesy summertime pop songs. But I I like them to an extent. Like if that it comes on, it's I like it better than you know a marshmallow song or anything like that. But um. I think the reason I think it was Rockstar is because I think out of all these songs, other than the Brandy Carlisle song, Post Malone's vocals have really, really improved. Like on Stoney, you can kind of see he's struggling, but on Rockstar, it all kind of feels natural. Um, and especially just on Beer Bongs and Bentleys. And I think this is my favorite song by him, even though it's his biggest hit, but... I think it's still a very good song. That chorus is very, very good, I think. But Shallow was good, too. That has a very good chorus. God's Plan, I like it. And This Is America, I think they were all big songs, but they didn't have, like, was This Is America really that cheesy? And I heard Ryan from Not Real Music, shout-outs to him, to check out his channel. But anyway, I heard him saying that, um, this is America. Once you kind of take the video away, or even if you take the lyrics away to some extent, it's not that great of a song. Um, and I kind of agree like with that. I'm, I think it's okay once you first hear it, but not. it doesn't have much staying power, I don't think. Do you agree with that or not? Yeah, I can. I felt like, uh, I felt like that song had more of a cultural impact rather than mm -hmm. impact. Um, so that's why I didn't really favor it. I mean, I saw, I saw the video, I listened to it. Like, I didn't think anything was terrible. I just thought, I don't think this is as big as people are making it out to be. But when I saw it in this category, I kind of just assumed eh, the likelihood of that winning is a little bit over 50%. Uh, and I thought, eh, maybe another one could win, but I kind of just thought, no, that's kind of it. But there yeah, like I said, I wasn't really gunning for any of the songs that were included to definitely be the winner. I think one of the slights that the Grammys did to an artist this year, and I'm not the biggest fan of this artist, but I still think the song, considering how big it was and how much impact it had on the musical scene this year, I, I, I don't get why like um, God's Plan was on this list. I think it was a big song, but it wasn't as big as Sicko Mode. And Sicko Mode, I think, has better production and everything, and it goes more places than God's Plan. I, I don't see why God's Plan was so big in the first place, but I don't see why it made it took over Travis Scott because, you know, Travis Scott is everywhere now. I mean, he was on the halftime show, and Drake wasn't. And Drake openly was shunning the Grammys. So I wonder why they 
decided that he was the one to do that because I don't think that song was that great. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree that on Drake's album, I liked other songs more than God's Plan, but yeah. I didn't think it was not contender worthy in other categories. Maybe not necessarily this one. I thought yeah, it, could, it could be nominated for something. Um, yeah, I don't really with the with the Travis Scott comment. I don't really know if I have much to add to that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind I'm kind of in the background with Travis. I've never never hated the guy or anything like that, but I'm not well versed in his work, so I can't really comment yeah. on. That. Yeah. Um, let me see. Let's go down to album of the year. I guess we can just dip in for the most important category. Yeah, <laughs> Golden Hour uh, by Casey Musgraves, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. By the way, I forgive you by Brandy Carlisle, Scorpion by Drake, her self-titled, Beer Bones and Bentley, Post Malone, Dirty Computer, Janelle Monet, Black Panther, the album. Um, yeah. I, um, I'll go first here. I think Golden Hour, uh, it was not, no, Leon Bridges was your favorite album of the year. It was. Yeah, it was my favorite, but I, it like, when I rate something in my personal, uh, my personal way is to fuse both ideas of what I think is good and what my personal taste is. So I have kind of a combo there. I don't go purely, this is objectively what's best because can't not include my taste in it <laughs> okay so golden number was your second favorite album of the year yeah. um could have been your first maybe we don't know just a oh, slight yeah. nudge but anyway <laughs> invasion of, i think immediately and me and you talked about this when for the first episode of the podcast but i i i don't even want to regard invasion of privacy this should not have been of this on this list <laughs> um scorpion should not have been on this list that that's i think that album has some okay songs but as an album it's like an hour and 30 30 minutes long it's so long it's got so many duds no her album didn't think was that amazing but i still thought it was good beer bongs and Bentley i thought was great i thought dirty computer was I don't know if it was great or good, but I think it was somewhere in the middle. And the reason why is I think on my first impact to it, I think he was great. But the production kind of gets on my nerves because I think sometimes it's too bright. It's too, um, I don't know what the right, it's sometimes it's too, it's a little bit too much. I think some of the atmosphere it's creating, I think it's laid on a little too heavy and I don't think it holds up. Like that great, like when you listen to it more and more, I know um, Noah will disagree, but anyway, <laughs> then we got Black Panther, the album. Um, I honestly think as an album, I honestly think it was just as mediocre as the movie was, but um, I mean, all the stars was huge and it's got Kendrick Lamar, it's got... Um, What's SZA? It's got big artists. It's got uh, Anderson Pack. So I can see why it's on here, and a lot of people like the songs off of it. And it's the highest rated movie of all time, undeservedly. Anyway, 
<laughs> we'll get into movies, but um, I think Golden Hour shouldn't have won. I didn't. It, it never connected with me, but it connected with more people than it didn't. So I see why it won. But I, I honestly, I honestly, uh, I'm gonna get hate for this, but I think I think Fosfolin should have won. I don't know why. I just think I liked it better than the other albums. It's a weird hot take for me, but. Uh, what did you think should have won? If actually you 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 did think Golden Hour won, didn't you? It should have won, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's the one I was holding out for. I'll comment mm-hmm. on what you your choice was. Um, I think Beerbongs and Bentleys. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with having rooted for that one. Um, that is probably. Let's see how many picks are there because there's normally five, but they extended it a lot. Let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nominations i feel like all the award shows are trying to create more more nominations just to create more noise but anyway that's besides the point um but yeah um from a purely fun perspective i i could totally see beer bongs and like of the eight i would consider beer bongs and at least in the top four um uh, of all of these so i i don't um i don't think that's a far-fetched um uh, opinion to think that that one could have won. And he had three or four mega hits on that. So no no uh, reason to think that it couldn't have been mm-hmm. potentially in the top two. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But uh, yes, Golden Hour was uh, my... When I, heard, when I heard the nominations, I thought to myself, oh, there's, not, there's no contest for me on a personal level i thought oh that's that's the one i did think potentially black black panther could have taken just again cultural impact um but um yeah i thought in in my mind there wasn't any contest i thought casey just well well, first of all again my background is not super strong in music and her album isn't pure country but it is country yeah, it's it's more than fifty percent country, but there are some other elements she takes that are maybe a slightly more acoustic or singer songwriter, um, and uh, maybe some more modern production added to a few of them. But uh, overall, like I, I, I don't know. I I just gave the album a listen, not expecting anything, and was blown away. And I re I re listened to that album several times the week that I listened to it. And uh, I just thought, this is what I want in life. I'd want to just find music randomly and be awestruck. So, in comparison, I think I've, I think I, let's see, I read, I re- um, reviewed at least four of these albums. Um, and that's, and that one's definitely the one that I liked the most. The only one on here I'm not really familiar with is Brandy Carlisle. Uh, so that one was really under my radar, so I couldn't say yes or no for that one. So if it won any... I was unfamiliar with it, too. I, I think she won a Grammy for so- for a song or something like that. But, um... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't... I couldn't... Uh, I'd have to be uh, neutral and just be like, oh, well, let's see what it wins, because I don't know anything about it. So... But yeah, no, Casey was definitely, I was, <laughs> I was overjoyed when Casey won. So <laughs> that's my take. <laughs> um, 
yeah, uh, I think defending BNB is hard, seeing as if I call, like if I had reviewed Sweetener, you know, people would say, well, that had good songs on it too, but there were still duds on that album, like you said. But I, I think it's not the best as an album experience, but I think Rockstar, great song. Better Now, great song. Over Now, great song. The third track, uh, the one with the line, I wish the money made you stay. Great track. And I think even the duds weren't that bad on the album. But I, I still think when you have those four songs, it's hard to make me not like your album. Um, and, you know, when you the, the album had a great flow, I think. And I think even the duds, when they're matched up with the amazing songs like Rockstar, I think they still worked out pretty great, even though standalone, it's not that great of a track. But um, let's move on. Song of the Year. This is America Took Song of the Year as well. Um, this this one, we don't need to stay on too long. It just had, it just had more. It had This is America, All the Stars, Booed Up, God's Plan, In My Blood, The Joke, The Middle, Shallow. Okay, my thoughts once again. This is America. I'm fine with that choice. All the stars. I would have been fine with that choice. No, I wouldn't have liked it that much, but I would have been fine with it. Boot Up. I don't see why that's such a big song. Um, that was not out of that LMA album. I don't think it was the best song at all. God's Plan. Uh, again, I already spoke my piece on that. In My Blood. I, w- I wish Sean Mendes would just go. Like, just go somewhere else. The joke. I, I would have been fine if that one, because uh, the vocals on that are amazing. The middle, I just spoke my piece on that. And Shallow, I honestly, honestly would have been fine if Shallow won too, because that just has such an infectious chorus. I really like that song. But uh, what do you think? Uh, basically the same. Uh, I could have been. It could have been Shallow. I thought that. I thought that that was only the only other potential contender in this category versus This Is America. Um, already spoke on all the stars as well. Um, I actually think, um, I think, um, in my blood is an okay nomination. I didn't want it to win, but I thought uh, that, that that's an all right nomination at least versus some of the others that are on here. Um, and that's actually not one that I'm a fan of, um, with Sean Mendes. Um, I, I do like the lyrics of it, but I don't really like how it's, uh, arranged per se. Like, I don't like really listening to it, but I get the message out of it. Um, I, I just, uh, okay. Sean Mendes is, I think one of the lowest common denominator pop machines out there right now. I think he's had three, uh, three or four huge songs, songs that you can't avoid. And I think every one of them is bad. And he's just, I mean, I think, honestly, I would be fine with him and just pass him off normally if he didn't get up on that stinking stage every time I see him perform on TV because he's always performing and he acts like he knows how to play that guitar. And if you know how to play guitar, you know that guy can't play guitar. (laughs) And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Something strikes me as particularly bad about Sean Mendes, and I don't know why. It's just, geez, I don't like him. I don't like him. Yeah. 
feeling is I, I can't, um, I'm not head over heels for him yet. There are a few songs on there that I do genuinely like, but I do agree that I think he is a little too in the pop realm. I think if he went more soft rock or singer songwriter, he would have more impact. But um, I don't think that's where his influences, his producers, managers, wherever, whoever you want to talk, uh, blame. I think that they're trying to keep him in the pop realm, but I don't think uh, that's going to make him a great musician. I don't mind if he does some pop things, but I think he should dabble into something with more depth. The only thing is writers don't write, write for that kind of stuff. Yeah. They write for pop. Yeah. Pop that can sell. But before we get into best new artists, I want to take it aside to talk about Alicia Keys hosting. What did you think of it, Garrett? Um, you know, um, when I heard that she was going to be um, hosting, I thought that I honestly thought that was a weird choice. Um, I personally do like Alicia Keys on multiple levels, not just on a musical level. Um, but I didn't think it was an odd choice. Um, mm-hmm. Having said that, um, I don't think she did anything extraordinarily, exceptionally amazing. Um, but I didn't think she did a bad job at all. Um, I like the fact that they let her perform. I always question that when it's act- uh, someone who actually is a musician hosting, if they're going to perform. Because I kind of feel like maybe you're tooting your own horn in the in that realm. But I don't know. That's I don't really know how to defend or debate against that. Um, the one thing I did like uh, was actually when they nom- they uh, she did the song of the year. She shared the story with John Mayer about uh, splitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've always loved that story because I like both these artists a lot. And I find it very odd. John Mayer has some of the strangest friendships, like not, not the fact that they're strange people. It's the fact that you don't expect him to be friends with X, Y, and Z, like mm-hmm. on a close level. And he is yeah. really close with Alicia. Those two are two peas in a pod. Um, so I thought that that was a kind of a, that, that was a, for me, that was a cutesy moment where I got a little geeky inside when they got to share a story like that. Um, yeah, because you love John Mayer. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big John Mayer fan. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything to really say against her. I just have to say, like, I think she did better than I thought she would have because I didn't initially thought that that was a tremendous choice. Um, so what I have written down is Alicia Keys hosting. And I, I, I have written down that she is literally the exact girl version of Pharrell. If you've ever watched The Voice, because I used to watch that show until I figured out, oh, wait, this isn't real. <laughs> and I grew up a little bit. And I thought, anyway, she is literally the girl version of Pharrell. Like, if you match them two up, it, they look alike, very similar. And they talk in this exact same way. It's all love. It's all peace, man. <laughs> you know, this, this is so great. And then I also have written down, like, that the kind of love stuff that they had going on. It got to a point where it's just like, okay, you guys should probably get off the stage. Because they had um, Lady Gaga and uh, what's... Are you talking um, They did the thing where they all came out. I can't remember who it was. All it was. I, I remember Lady Gaga. That's the only one. I think Katy Perry was out there too. Miley Cyrus. I don't know. Um, and they were doing this, you know, we all love music and I could make easy jokes of, well, you know, you guys aren't exactly being the most ambitious artists. So, but anyway, 
Lady Gaga, her stalking, well, I think what she said was true. She said it in the most cringy way possible. She's like, you guys thought I was weird. You guys thought I did looked weird. It was very awkward. <laughs> and I was just like, ooh, she needs to stop. She needs to stop now. She's, she's not looking good. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of that? Did you make a note of that, or was it just uh, me? I actually that part I don't remember. Actually, <laughs> so. oh man. Well, if you watch a clip, you'll you'll see what I what I'm talking about. It was it was it, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that uh, good because she um she Lady Gaga has this whole story of how everybody thought she was weird, which I've never understood because and I even had this written down. If anybody thinks that Lady Gaga as a personality is weird. They have never heard of Mr. Bungle, and they have never heard of Bjork, and they need to. Um, like, just pop. If you want weird pop, Bjork is the place to go. And I don't get – Lady Gaga has this obsession with how weird she is, but I honestly think she she's kind of normal looking. Like, I don't look at her as weird. Like, she just has makeup on. She's yeah. just kind of like an 80s makeup star and she kind of looks freakish sometimes but that's the whole point and i, I never thought she was like particularly she, weird well she's i think she just happens to have a niece for her her interest in performing that's all it really is yeah like, uh, there are a few moments where i'm just like i don't know about that one but overall it's like okay she's 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 just dedicated to a craft that she has particularly found either she likes or works for her and that's fine. And I, I don't want to be too critical of it, but I, I guarantee you it's just kind of like this sort of uh, another form of the tortured artist. You know, everybody thought she was weird and then it's going to kind of sell well or sell better because I listen to Lady Gaga and so and Lady Gaga's weird. And so I'll be the weird kid and people romanticize this. And I think that's part of the reason why I guarantee you producers kind of you know, encourage that a little bit. I don't think it's just her because she's really not that weird looking. Like I, she, she does kind of like, I didn't even realize it was Lady Gaga at first when I walked up there. And then you look at her and you're like, you know what, this is, this is just a normal looking girl without the makeup. I, I don't understand the obsession with the weirdness, but, um, uh, let's see. Do you have anything else to say on that? Um, no, not necessarily. I, thought it was i thought it went better than it uh than it than i thought it would i think uh i think it could have had a few more surprises but i'm not disappointed I, that, that's the part that i'm happy about like there wasn't anything that i was uh, like moaning about when it ended okay um and let's go into best new artist because i i kind of have some things to say on this um best new artist it has dua lupa or how are you say it? Chloe <laughs> X Haley, Luke Combs, Greta Van Fleet, her Margot Price, Margot Price, maybe Rexa, and Georgia Smith. Um, it it went to Dua Lupa or Lipa or whatever. I don't even. I really don't even care. Um, and I I would have liked to see it go to her and I'm not even familiar with her music but and I'll talk about the performances a little bit later but when in her performance she was actually playing guitar she was actually performing like music that wasn't 
just plugged in. Like she was playing live. Um, and the other choice is Dua Lupa. She's been around for the past couple of years, if I remember correctly. So has Luke Combs. So has Chloe X. Haley. Greta Van Fleet really only this year, but Baby Rexta, she's been around Georgia Smith, Marco Price. And I think her and Greta Van Fleet are the only two artists who are truly, have only really been around for the past year and a half or so, um, or at least on the map for that. And I, and I'll talk about this later, but I did not want Greta Van Fleet to win whatsoever because they're just a ripoff fan. They're, you know, they're just trying to appeal to people who like Led Zeppelin and trying to convince people that they don't sound exactly like Led Zeppelin, even though they clearly do. Um, but yeah, I, I would have liked to seen her win, but do a loop up. Do you have anything to say on this, Garrett? Um, yeah, it's, it's very funny. Um, when I heard Dua Lipa won, um, I actually wasn't shocked, but that's not who I was rooting for. I, like, I kind of forgot she was nominated. Yeah, but, very forgettable you know, artist. Yeah, well, I mean, there's stuff that she does that I like, but I didn't feel like, um, I didn't feel like her work um, sparked as much noise or even as much art scene it. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought um, she's perfectly fine, but I it, it makes sense to me just because of who she's connected with. And I'm not saying that's what is going to get you a win. But um, yeah, so I, I, I was shocked, but I wasn't at the same time. Yeah, I was going for um, her. And uh, and I'm, I'm also like you, I, I'm still not super familiar with her work, but there's something about her that I... I, I I already respect based on the few things that I do know. Um, but my other um, nomination that I was going for was Georgia Smith because I did listen to her album and I thought it was very well done. Um, I don't get why I really don't get why BB Rexa was nominated. And personally, I like her. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of all of her music, but I have actually watched a lot of interviews with her, and she is trying to be a little different. And as a person, I do like her, but I don't really see the merit in her nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Combs, I don't really know too well. Chloe and Haley, I don't know that either. I don't even know who Marvel Prime is. So I, can't, I can't say anything on that, good or bad. Uh, um, think, think of everything that you don't like about modern country, and then you'll come up with the conclusion of Luke Combs. Okay. Um, if you know what I mean, it's he's kind of... Uh, in the same vein as maybe a Sam Hunt or uh, what's the other guy, Luke Bryan. I don't know if you like any of these artists, but he's very what I don't like about modern country. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else to say on that, or should we move into pop performance? Um, I only have one thing that I really want to say about like not not the winnings or the nominations, just the category, because each year it does become consistently a little bit more complicated. Because uh, there are uh, people who like who do get nominated in that category, and some people do question why are they nominated because they've been around for this long. And I'll give two examples, uh, like uh, Macklemore and uh, Ryan Lewis. Um, well, Macklemore has actually been doing music forever, but he really only got on the scene that one year. What was it, 2014? Mm-hmm. And so I, I see the merit in why he won. Although I was 
I knew he had done music for a lot longer than that. But it wasn't until his partnership with Ryan Lewis that everything sparked up. And then um, Alessia Cara also won uh, last year, even though she had also been very heavily influenced in the pop realm. And there is a reason why that is. It's a very complex reason. It's like you have to... There is a rule. I don't know the rule exactly, but there is a rule that allows you to be nominated in that category for a specific year. So at least they they do have it on paper written out. Um, but a lot of people didn't think Alessia Carlos could have won um, because she had been popular the year before also. Um, but I will say, out of everyone else who was nominated with her, I don't remember everyone, but I do remember like uh, of anyone, I would give it to her, even though I know she's been around longer. But yeah, that's uh, that's my two cents on that category right there. Um, okay, I, I respect that. Um, let's move on to pop and the best pop performances. Okay, so for best pop solo performance, we've got Lady Gaga, Joanne, Where Do You Think You're Going, um, Colors by Beck, Havana, Live by Camila Cabello, God is a Woman, Ariana Grande, Better now, post Malone. Um, what what do you think of these uh, lists? Oh, and Joanne won, by the way. What do you think of these lists, Garrett? <laughs> um, the list is pretty diverse. Um, and I don't really care to say that that often, but like I, I will acknowledge it. Um, but um, like the light, the, the performances that, that that's a category that I still struggle to like know if I can make a good argument for because. I don't always know which performances they're referring to, but um, I mean, anytime Lady Gaga wins in a performance category, I can kind of believe it just because she will go all out for it. Um, the two that I probably wouldn't have cared for is Ariana Grande and Camila Cabello. Um, I could see it better now from Post Malone winning uh, because <laughs> I feel like that guy just rocks the stage. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't have a lot of in-depth things to say about this category, but I can understand why Lady Gaga won. Yeah, um, I see why Lady Gaga won. I, I've never actually heard that song, is it? Oh, wait, no, I've heard that song. Never mind. But yeah. I, I'm fine with her winning. I think I could have been just as fine with God as a Woman winning because that's a good song. Um, better now probably would have been my pick, and I know I'm coming across as a stand of Post Malone, but I think that honestly, just the sheer writing, I think that's the best song here. It's such a, it's such a bop. Like it's generic. It's kind of generic. It's kind of you know cliche, but honestly, I I, I think it makes up for it because it's just a fun song. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I like um, of the hits that's. I don't know if it's my second or third favorite hit. I'm more of a uh, psycho guy, but oh, yeah. uh, better now when it when it was marketed as a single, I'm like, okay, okay, I can get into this. Yeah, I forgot earlier when I was mentioning mentioning why the Post Malone album I thought was pretty good. I forgot to mention Psycho. That was the one I was like, am I missing something? But you know. I think Havana, for how big that song was and how kind of trash the lyrics are, I think it's still one of the best pop songs of the year. Um, but didn't that come out in 2017? 
I, um, sometimes I'm confused by these choices. I'm like, I thought if they, it yeah, around, seventeen. It might if it did. It came around the very end because I remember reviewing her album, and that was either in January or February. So it was it came around the very beginning of 2018. So there's potential that the single was marketed at the very end of 2017. But um, let me look up the release date. Yeah. But just for <laughs> just to say, I absolutely uh, I abhor that that song. I think really? it, I, I think it's a trashy song. That uh, I, I, the rest of that album, I didn't think anything was super exceptional on that album. But I didn't hate the album. There's a few that I took away from it. I'm like, okay, like you should market these as singles instead. But the ones that are singles on that album. Like they all have a similar trend, and I'm like, okay, they're they're obviously going for a certain demographic, and these are the ones that kind of lure in certain kind of ears, I guess. So it makes sense, but I I don't like it. I think she has capacity to do much better and deeper things, but uh, yeah, Havana is Havana is something that I'm just like. You know this 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 isn't great. Like even the performance on the Grammys, like that that was the first thing that was at the Grammys that was performed, and I thought it was garbage. The only thing that kind of got me in there was the Trump the the, the fact that uh, Arturo Sandoval was in there playing trumpet with his band, mm-hmm. and like okay, that element is kind of cool, getting other people to collaborate. But no. No, I don't like that song. <laughs> um, I, I I think I like the performance. I think the rapping was abhorred. But <laughs> I like I liked the Santana sample because I don't know if you know, but I'm a huge fan of not only Smooth, but that album is one of my, it's probably like my second or third favorite album of all time. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Supernatural album? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I agree. That's a good album, but wow, top two. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I think, I think, and this sounds weird, but that that is might be the either first or second most influential album on just my music taste because I I, I tell the story a lot, but when I was probably like my little brother's age, so like six to ten, we uh, our friend gave us a Santana CD because he was letting us borrow his Hummer for a while. And we we drive. I was in Las Vegas when I lived there, and to get to my baseball practice every you know two, two three nights a week, um, we'd have to drive past the strip to get past uh, to go and get to my baseball game. And that album I think is an hour long, and so it's thirty minutes there and thirty minutes back. So I listen to that album pretty much, I probably five times a week for two years. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And, <laughs> yeah, honestly, like it's probably the other probably like a month or two ago. I put it on because I hadn't listened to it in forever, and I and just I instinctively knew every note that that guitar was playing. I knew every lyric. I knew every intricacy of every song. And this is before I was heavily invested in music. So that that. The DNA somehow of that album is probably in my blood. Um, there's a, yeah, <laughs> but it, it is probably ingrained in my brain. And so I'm naturally going to love that album more than other people will. But 
I think that's I think that's an amazing album. I don't know why. Did he ever come? Did Santana ever collaborate with John Mayer? Because he's collaborated with literally everybody under the sun. So, don't know if on album they might have played together, but I I can't confirm that. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean Santana is one of the all time great guitarists. Yeah, there is. Um, I don't know where he lies, but I I do think he is underrated as a guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know where to put him. I can't put him up there with Santana, obviously, but I can say like they, John could, Mayer. yeah, I, I can say oh, yeah. they, those two together would make something really cool if they decided to do it. Yeah. yeah um, I think <laughs> I always have, when I measure, I know we're going off on a little bit of a tangent, but when I measure albums, uh, not albums, sorry, geez, like guitarists or drummers or whatever, I always separate rock and metal. Like, because, and I heavily disagree with this, and we're probably, I'm probably going to have some rants about it on my channel or something, but John Bonham from Led Zeppelin is looked at as the best drummer ever, and I know he's heavily influential, but John Bonham, he's not that good of a drummer. And there's, and so I always separate rock and metal because I could point out of, like, most metal bands, with a few exceptions, most metal takes higher class of musicianship than almost all of rock or all of jazz or whatever, even the stuff that is complicated. And so I have to separate those, but I, I would put Santana up like in terms of influence, I'd put him somewhere close to maybe a Hendrix, um, which is very, very high. And I think John Mayer, he's not, I think, He's not like the type of guitarist that can really like. He's a good solo guitarist, but I don't think he's like a shred. Like he'll just boggle your mind. But I think with the way that he plays acoustic on like Stop This Train, that's very very nice and tight. And I really like the way he does play guitar. He's a very good player. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, let's go to pop duo performance. Okay. Uh, Shallow, Lady Gaga, and Bradley Cooper. Okay. Uh, we've already talked about that. Fall in line, Christiana Aguilera and Demi Lovato. Are you kidding me? Um, don't go breaking my heart. Backstreet Boys, Ask Wonderful, Tony Bennett and Deanna De- Crawl. Girls like you, <sighs> say something. It's the middle. Uh, yeah, that's it. So I'll let you go first. What are your thoughts on these uh, choices? Um, I think Shallow uh, was an easy choice for the winner. Yeah. Um, the uh, the ones that uh, I would um, would love to see, like if they even were uh, potential contenders, would have been a say something with JT and Chris Stapleton. I think yeah. I don't know why, but those two put together worked really well on that yeah, song. Yeah, did. Uh, and the other one that I would like to see, um, I don't know anything about this. I just really respect these two people, uh, Tony Bennett and Diana Krall. Yeah. And Song's so wonderful. I grew up playing that song on the saxophone. Um, so I, I don't know what that sounds like, but I can only imagine it's glorious. Yeah. But uh, I mean, as far as a Grammy contender, uh, Shallow kind of just makes the most sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it is one of these. Every every year, there's probably like one or two musical-related uh, movies. Last year, it was... Um, or 2017 was the greatest showman or 
Yeah, and uh, 20, 2018 was A Star is Born, and there's always this great soundtrack that everybody loves. And I thought, I didn't like the Greatest Showman tra- soundtrack, but I thought Shallow, and I never listened to the full album of uh, the soundtrack for A Star is Born, but I thought Shallow was a phenomenal song. And But the thing is, I really think it was Girls Like You. I don't know. I don't know. Maroon 5 is my favorite band of all time. I love them so much. Um <laughs> That's such a bad song. I don't. Anyway, I I can't go into another rant about them. I'll say that I don't mind the song, but I hate the fact that Cardi B's in it. Like, I I, I hate that. Like, and she'll like get special features. Like, like take the Bruno Mars song for example, uh, finesse. She wasn't originally on that song. They just added her at the end because the album was you know ending its uh, ending its triumphant. Uh, stay throughout that year and they just like let's go out with the bang let's just add Cardi B to the end and I'm like no don't do that please don't it's a fine song don't do that but they did yeah Yeah. it Um, don't go breaking my heart I think that that song has potential but it's the way that it's produced and I think just the, the choices that they made were not true to what the song could have been um, I can see that, I guess. I, I did kind of say that in my review, didn't I? Or did I? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember when I said my review. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you pretty much there. Let's go. Best traditional pop vocal album. My way, Willie Nelson. Um, Love is here to stay. Tony Bennett and Diana Krall, Nat King Cole, and me. Gregory Porter. Standards by Seal. Um. <laughs> Uh, the music, the memories, the magic, Barkle, uh, Barbara Streisand. Um, I didn't listen to any of these albums here, so I don't know. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't either. I had all intentions on listening to Tony Bennett and Diana Krall, but I never got around to it. Um, I wonder if you talked to um, Tom uh, about this one, just because Barbara Streisand was nominated for this one, and that was his favorite album of the year. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know anything about Willie Nelson, actually. Um, So I can't really comment on this. But, I I mean, I I like almost everyone who's in here. I just was not familiar with the content in it. Tom was watching earlier. He was doing some commenting. Um, He pretty much stopped when we talked about My Blood. He said he agreed with you, but (laughs) you can check the live chat later. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Let's go. Best pop vocal album. The winner was Sweetener by Ariana Grande. Then there was Camila by Camila Cabello. Meaning of Life by Kelly Clarkson, which actually came out in 2017. Um, Sean Mendez. Did that come out? That came out in 2017, too. No, no, that one came out in 2018. Oh, it did? Yeah. Beautiful Trauma by Pink came out in 2017. Reputation by Taylor Swift. Um, this category I actually don't care for that. Well, th- this year. I didn't really care for any of these. Like, I, been, okay, I don't mind Taylor Swift, but I didn't really care for Reputation. Um, oh, yeah. I do like Kelly Clarkson, but I did not listen. I did not listen to Meaning of Life, um, so I can't comment on that. I thought Sean Mendes's album was okay. There's a few songs I out of it, and a few that I just didn't care for. Um, I I don't think Sweetener should have won, but I get why it did. So I'm just 
kind of just being like, I'm, I'm kind of detaching my interest from this win this year, personally. How like, dare you say Ariana Grande shouldn't have won it? Don't you know how ambitious she is as an artist? Don't you know it, you pig? <laughs> <laughs> I do like her vocal range, but she's got to impress me more in a, in a in an art kind of way. <laughs> I know. I, I'm just, Ariana Grande has such a, she has a interesting fan base, but um, that's part of the Taylor problem. Swift, I don't, I don't get. Maybe it's just because she's a girl, uh, and I don't know. I, is she really? Is she really even that great of a singer? She can't belt. Uh, her belt. I, I don't know if uh, I don't know about her uh, vocally. If she is really something to brag about too much, yeah. But, I mean, she does do something very creative with the way that she songwrites. I do have to give her props for that. Not saying that I agree with every single inspiration for her songs, but the way that she has done it and the way that she can harness it, it's kind of impressive in a, in a certain kind of way. So I, I got to give her props for that. And by the way, don't feel bad about not really liking Reputation. Literally no one liked Reputation. Um, <laughs> Well, no I mean, she went to the dark side. <laughs> she, yeah, she's so she is so dark on that album, man. You you don't even know, bro. She she is so. Oh man, dude, she was so had, dark and gritty on that album. I had cousins posting on Facebook going, "No, Taylor, what'd you do?" <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, I think Sweetener was vocally, I don't like the album that much, but vocally, I think Ariana Grande has the best vocals out of all these people. Kelly Clarkson, she can belt. Um, Sean Mendez, he always sounds like he's on the verge of cracking. Uh, <laughs> he always, like, he doesn't have that great vocals, and you can tell it's all very trained and precise because he's got the look and he's kind of got the vocal style, and he's got people writing the songs that he can kind of sort of work with. But he, he, I think his vocals, there's definitely a vocal co coach behind him just trying to make him sound like he's like this amazing singer, but I don't really think he is. Pink, I know she can belt, but that album was not good. Um, Meaning of Life, I don't think was very good. And Kelly Clarkson, it really annoys me because anytime I turn on any channel on TV, if I watch for more than an hour, which I rarely do because TV's dying, but if I ever watch TV for more than an hour, something about Kelly Clarkson is going to come up. And I'm like, I, I, I hang out in more musical circles than most people do. You know, I talk to Noah, I talk to you, I talk to uh, other people on this podcast on a daily basis. No one ever says anything about Kelly Clarkson, but there's this huge media push for her. And I really don't understand why it's just it. There's this huge push for her. And I have a little theory that, that like, Tons of money is just being put into getting her everywhere. Not like your standard promoting your new album, which came out two years ago. Um, it's just she's everywhere and she's getting a new show. And I don't know why. It's just, I don't know. It kind of annoys me because I have to see her everywhere I go. It's following me. She's had a long, she's, she's had a career that has just kind of started majestically from her American Idol win. And then... Um, she almost actually faded out with her, I think it was her third album, 
So she had to really push herself with her fourth, and she did that really well. I don't remember. I think it was – no, it's not that one. Uh, I can't remember the name. But, um, I mean, she's a likable person in person, plus she has uh, – I think her, her mother-in-law is Reba McIntyre. So she's – Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no wonder. She's, I mean, she's musically connected. She's just a likable person. Um, she's more down to earth than other people that we would see <laughs> probably on this list. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of see that sometimes it does feel a little overbearing. But overall, I'm well, I, I don't care because I'm yeah. I have a lot of self control over what I listen to and choose to get exposed to and things like that. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't like something for some reason. This tribal part of my brain, anytime I see somebody like being very cheesy on camera, saying something, it's like, "Wow, you're being really different on this new album." And I'm like, "No, she's not." <laughs> <laughs> I just get frustrated about it irrationally. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I, I hope I can change that someday. I would love to do interviews with like actual thought-provoking questions that's why that's why i like interviewing um others uh through my powwow videos but yeah. uh, i know a lot of people have to ask standard questions just to get them out there but i would like to get some like legitimate thought-provoking question out of some of these people that we're fascinated with <laughs> yeah i love interviewing people and i i I mean, I have to, I pretty much always ask standard questions because, I mean, it's not like I'm interviewing the biggest, fam most famous people ever, you know? So there's not much like juicy stuff to get into, but I, I like, I like interviewing people. And, but the thing is, every time I watch an interview on TV, especially when it's with two girls and they're just laughing constantly. And I'm like, this is, you guys are asking the same questions over and over over again and there's really nothing interesting to talk about here <laughs> um but anyway let's go to dance um you're more i i don't really care about electronic music so you can uh, take the wheel on this one if you have the list pulled up um i do um i mean we can go through it really quickly but um I, to be honest i wasn't uh caring too much for the categories this year i was i was a little shocked in that regard but uh so yeah we'll just uh, touch on it and but try to get through it real quickly um mm -hmm. electronic music best dance recording electricity by silk city and dua lipa that featured also diplo and mark ronson northern soul above and beyond Bedford, mm -hmm. ultimatum disclosure featuring fatomata diwara uh, losing it fisher ghost voices virtual shelf and electricity was the winner um yeah, not really familiar familiar with any of these songs actually. Um, this none, like I don't know. Electronic music had a couple of good hits this year, but I don't feel like a lot of them got the praise here. Which I, I don't have anything really to say pro or negative. Um, but yeah, there's that category. Um, and in the best dance electronic album, we got Women Worldwide with Justice. Singularity, John Hopkins, Treehouse, Sophie Tucker, Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides by Sophie, <laughs> and Loon Rogue 
Toki Monster. So Woman Worldwide won that one. I didn't I have no clue what that album is. The only one I'm I'm only familiar with by John Hopkins. And um I actually love that album a lot. I didn't really see it mean anything. I didn't know if it was actually gonna be praiseworthy in that regard, but I do because it is very different. Um but I mean I it, it's on it's on my favorite albums of the year because it it provoked my mind so much. But anyway, um, yeah, I'll give it a listen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have any comments on any of these? Because that's that's really all I have. I like this genre a lot, but I don't have anything to say about it. I just know John Hopkins was critically acclaimed, and it's on my long list of stuff to listen to. Um, yes. But yeah, um, if you're ever like in the car late at night, just put that album on. It's going to be a really uh, maybe not trippy experience but it is going to be one that you're just like oh i was not expecting that hmm, I'll, I'll check it out we got c- contemporary uh instrumental music i know who's, i've heard the name steve gad and <laughs> i haven't heard of anybody except for simon's simon phillips so i'm glad steve gad won even though I've, i don't even know who he is i just know his name <laughs> uh do you have anything to say on this nope not really <laughs> Okay, let's move on to rock. Um, okay, Chris Cornell run won because well he won, um, and then Arctic. Okay, so we got "When Bad Does Good" by Chris Cornell, four out of five by Arctic Monkeys, "Made in America," Fever three three three, Highway Tune, Greta Van Fleet, and "Uncomfortable" by Hair Hailstorm. Um, these are songs. Okay, so uh, do you have anything to say on this? Um, not really. Uh, this isn't. Uh, I'm not really familiar with any of these. I'm familiar with a few of the bands, but not really the songs from this year. So can't really comment on that. Okay. Um, I'm just glad Greta Van Fleet didn't win. And I might make a video where I'm talking about albums. I think I got my review wrong. But if there is one, Greta Van Fleet is it because I gave them a 6 out of 10. Because at first I was like, well, it doesn't sound as much like Led Zeppelin as it could have. But looking back, I should have given them a pure 2. It should have been a 2. Because not only was the music not really that great, um, and I gave them too much credit for barely doing anything different. It's just completely unoriginal, and I think the vocals really get on my nerves. Um, uncomfortable. Hailstorm, I, I just don't like them as a rock band, honestly. I don't know who Fever 3... I, I know who they are, but I didn't listen to that album. Um, fine with Chris Cornell winning, honestly. Um, then we got Best Metal Performance. And I don't think you, yeah, you've definitely not listened to any of these guys, have you? No, I mean, I'm not completely unfamiliar with uh, metal, but it's not one that I, uh, it's it's not one that I uh, just listen to very often. It's it's probably the what uh, probably in the bottom three genres that I listen to, and I, I don't. Again, I'm, I don't hate this genre. I just don't connect with it very well. So when it when I do find something, I'm like amazed that I connect with it. Okay, I I uh okay. 
I thought the High on Fire record, and this is kind of controversial, but I thought the High on Fire record, even though they're the most... No, they're not. They're really not. But I think the High on Fire record was not that great if I had reviewed it, and I did plan to. Um, I listened to it like three or so times, and I didn't even bother to listen to it more because I just thought, hey, this really isn't worth reviewing. But anyway, I would probably would have given it a 6 out of 10. It was good like it, it was it was it was better than dis- decent but it wasn't like great and i probably wouldn't have come back to it very much um i kind of wanted either homey honeycomb by deaf heaven because that's an amazing album or condemned to the gallows by between the buried and me um I, I I wanted either of those to win, and I didn't want Under Oath to win. And I like some of Trivian stuff, but that wasn't a good performance. So I think I think I would have been fine with either uh, Between the Better Than Me or Deaf Heaven. And then let's go on to Best Rock Song. Do you uh, have anything to say on these choices? Oh, I should probably read them off. Mass Seduction by Jack Antonoff, Annie Clark, songwriters for uh, Saint Vincent, Black Smoke Rising. By Greta Van Fleet, Jumpsuit by 21 Pilots, Mantra by Bring Me the Horizon, and uh, Rats by Ghost. What, what do you think on this? Um, another category I'm not totally familiar with. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll say this just ever so super quickly. I'm not really a 21 Pilots fan. I do think that the duo is talented. I've seen stuff that they do that is not their music. Like they're just practicing and stuff like that. And I'm like, I would rather watch this than listen to the music they have because yeah, there's, there's stuff that they do that I think is very interesting, but most of what they make, I I can't get into. Um, Now, maybe you know something about this. The winner mass education uh, didn't know anything about it. But I felt like it was really blowing up on Twitter. Like, I, I don't know, something about it just like stood out. And I'm like, everyone's really gunning for this one. What's up with that? I don't know. Did you get that feeling or do, do you know much about this one? I, I honestly, I can't even remember if I even listened to the album. <laughs> um, I know Noah's a really, really big Jack Antonoff fan. Um, but I, I didn't think... I, I don't even know if I listened to it, and if I did, it obviously says something about it. Maybe I should check it out again. I don't know if I listened to it while I was going to sleep or something, but I might have listened to it. <laughs> but um, Greta Van Fleet didn't win, so that's a win. Um, I would have been fine if Jumpsuit won, but that, even though it's really not really that much of a rock song, it was the most heavy rock-oriented song off that album, which I thought, and I'll talk to you about the 21 Pilots thing in just a second, but I, I thought that was... A fine song, but Levitate is one of my favorite songs of the year um, off that album, and that's more of a traditional hip-hop song than a rock song, so that couldn't have made it. And then Mantra, I would have been fine if that won, and Rats, I would have been fine if that won, because the Ghost album is pretty dang good. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on that. And on 21 Pilots, I think I could see why you wouldn't like them, and they definitely have their hits um, but they really do have some misses they, they are not the best album band but I think Levitate was the best song. Levitate and Nico and the Niners were amazing songs and um, 
some of the stuff, on, a lot of the stuff on their new album is pretty good. I would probably get that album like an eight out of ten. Um, and I, I think that, um, like Blurry Face, the highs and blurry, blurry Face are really good. And I think you would like. Um, have you heard like Ride? Heard that song? I don't think so. I actually didn't. I would. I wanted to review this album because I wanted to see if my mind was going to be changed in any way. And I have one friend who. It, it, she's a sweetheart and she really likes 21 pilot music. So I wanted to listen to it to see if I agreed with her in any case, but I didn't ever get around to listening to the whole thing. Um, one quick thing I do want to say, um, the, the song that they put in, um, what was that movie? Um, so it's like, this worst movie ever made. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. What was, the yeah. song? Yeah. What was that song? Heathens. Yeah, I actually thought that was okay because I th I figured that that what whatever it is that they're doing, they captured the ambiance that they were going for. I'm not saying I love that song, but I thought that they did a good job capturing that mood that they were trying to go for. So like I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciated that they could create that. That's not one that like I would just play in my house or I play in the car or I would let play it play in a hotel lobby or anything like that but it's something like okay i think i think they got the style for what they were supposed to do right so that that's the one that i think i have most respect for right now yeah um I, if you like that song then you should definitely check out vessel vessel the song on there that there's a couple of songs that are really good but since you like hip-hop and you kind of like electro pop and you kind of like that style. Vessel is definitely an album for you. Um, that's their best album, in my opinion. And it's got like Car Radio, which is great. Uh, there's so many. Like you just you gotta you gotta play that album, and you know maybe skip around the songs a bit if you're not liking the first track or whatever. But I think they're one of the more ambitious. Um, yeah, that's fair. Pop groups definitely around um, in the mainstream. Um, and for how big they are, they I, I really respect what they're doing. And they used to be one of my favorite bands. They're not really much now, but I, I appreciate their music a lot, and I respect them as people and as that because, if honestly, if it wasn't for 21 Pilots, I wouldn't have never played the drums. Um, and they have had a profound impact on my life. And while I look back and sometimes I'd be like, I wonder how I ever thought some of their stuff was like the most amazing thing ever. I, I still do like a good bit of their stuff, and I, I really do have a lot of respect for them. Um, anything else to say on that? Um, not in this category, but I am interested in your thoughts on the next category. Okay. <laughs> Best rock album from the fires, Greta Van Fleet. One. No. <laughs> Rain or Fog, Alice in Chains. Mediocre. Fall Out Boy, Mania. It's... It's it's really bad. It's really bad. Um, prequel, Ghost, Should Have Won, Pacific Daydream, Weezer. Okay. Um, that, that's that's pretty much what I, what I think on all those albums. Ghost had an amazing album. They weren't really metal this time around, but I liked the heavier uh, side of them. And I like, sorry, geez. They, they were very heavy rock, but they were never metal. And I, I liked the heavier side of them, like back in the day. Uh, I say back in the day, but like three or four years ago. But I think prequel was a very good step in them, and this was 
the biggest metal or biggest rock album I think of the year. Everybody was talking about it when it came out. So um, yeah, I uh, I like that album. I, I'm assuming you don't have anything to say on the rock stuff, do you? Um, not entirely. Um, the only thing that I can kind of say is I just kind of predicted. I was not not rooting, just predicted that uh, Greed of Van Fleet was going to win. Yeah. Um, now I don't have that deep a rock knowledge that you do. Um, um, I did listen. I have a coworker who did introduce me to Green Van Fleet just to say like, Oh, Hey, this kind of reminds me of some of the old rock. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll look into that. Cause I was not into eighties rock. Like, uh, like, Oh, this is not even eighties. This is sixties, seventies Zeppelin. It's yeah. ripped off straight. Well, like any kind of rock kind of within those decades, I wasn't like a huge fan of until about, uh, maybe like four years ago, it kind of just grew on me. I was very resistant toward 80s music, and I don't know why entirely. Um, so um, listening to, and I, and I don't even remember which song they played, uh, my coworker showed me, uh, but I remember being like, okay, that has kind of a beat that I am kind of gradually liking and getting used to. Um, but I did hear about uh, like that, this case you have and some of the other controversies that other people have brought up also. But in the end, it's like, mm, that kind of is, I think they probably got more credit for the type of craft rather than what it's <laughs> inspiration or perhaps ripoff <laughs> might've come off of. So that one, I kind of just like, I think that one's going to win. And I don't know how many people are going to like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Best alternative. Uh, Colors by Beck one. That's a pop album. That is a pop album. Um, a straight pop. Tranquility, Bass, Hotel and Casino. That was an underwhelming album for how many people liked it. Utopia by Bjork. I thought that was a, a solid album. Um, I think it's one of her worst in her career. But, like, I think her worst is still relatively good david byrne from um talking heads great band american utopia would have been fine if that one and then mass seduction by saint vincent again haven't listened to it so um yeah i i, I kind of wish david byrne or bjork won, but i'm fine with it i'm always confused by what constitutes a genre as alternative literally if you do anything that's slightly out of the box, you're alternative. By the way, Foo Fighters is alternative. Okay. Foo well, Fighters. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't base, I didn't have a lot of knowledge going into this category, but I don't personally have a problem with Beck winning just on the stuff that I know of him. I don't know much about the Colors album. And I do remember wanting to review that one and I didn't get around to that one. Same here. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know. There's just something about his, um, his musicianship, I guess, that respect. So I kind of let that kind of, I kind of just let that one slide. I'm just like, okay, that, I guess that makes sense to me. I don't know the depth of any of this, but I kind of just like thought, okay, that's fine. R&B, you can, uh, I guess you can take up this because I really don't have much to say on R&B this year. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, kind of get to the point on some of these just because I want to make sure we're not going to overdo our time in this yeah. is a long category. So uh, let's go. So best R&B performance, her 
uh, one with best part. Um, don't have much to say on that. I'm just glad the Carters didn't win. Um, best traditional R&B performance. Uh, this was interesting. We had two ties um, this time around, and that has happened before, but you don't see it super often. Um, but best traditional R&B performance um, with uh, Leon Bridges. That ain't worth the hand. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Love it. Uh, but he also tied with PJ Morton featuring Yeba, who I'm not familiar with, with uh, How Deep Is Your Love. So um, I'm interested to go find that one. Yeah. Uh, just for just for um, act- uh, two quick things also in this category, um, I do love Charlie Wilson. Uh, made my love, not familiar with the song, but I love Charlie. We, a- a- everyone who's familiar with them calls him Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie is the man. I love that guy so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then Major with Honest. Oh, man. <laughs> so I remember watching your review, but I don't even remember what you said. So, um, mm. so I didn't like Major's album. Um, oh, and yeah. I hated that I hated it. Um, there was one song in there that I did like. Uh, it's a very good song. But uh, I tweeted out my review, and Major responded to it. <laughs> and he was like, he, he was he was trying to be he was trying to be polite, but he was trying to get the point across. Like, hey man, you can't hate on my album. And I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm one I'm one dude's opinion. I have barely over a hundred subscribers, and you care about my opinion. <laughs> and I got some backlash from his fans, and I'm just like, chill out. But yeah, my my issue with that was it was oh, it was just riddled with cliches. I thought that was, yeah, I know. and I, I, I went, I, I went to look at other music he's made just to see if I was wrong. And I listened to other songs and I'm like, Nope, Nope. I, I, I think I, I, I don't think he's that great. Um, I gave him props for being nominated, but I'll be honest. There's a part of me that's <laughs> hilariously chuckling inside. That it's like, well, he didn't win. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I sometimes I debate depending on how big an artist is when I tweet out my review if I should add them or not like depending on if it's negative because a lot of times I feel bad if I if I you know it's like this new Dream Theater album sucks but you know because like I love Dream Theater and I don't want to say that but I also want to be true and I I think Dream Theater probably could never go too low for me because even their worst stuff is still pretty good. Um, like, there is still a tribal part of me that doesn't really want to, you know, really uh, tweet out a review of something that I don't like and burn a bridge, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That, that's always in my back in the back of my head, and I try to ignore that little voice. Um, do you have anything else to say on uh, R&B? Or, oh, shoot. I do have to say, Boot Up should not have won on the best R&B song. Okay. Well, which one do you think should have won? Um, I... Uh, uh, good point. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I saw that shit in the one. Okay. Know. Like I'm okay with the feels fact like that, summer. I don't know. Um, I actually do. I like feels like summer a lot more than I like boot up. Um, I can so um, but I don't know if I consider feels like summer a pure R and B song. So it's, it's really not. Yeah, so that's the part where I'm just like, I'm kind of indifferent that it lost. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I do like it more than boot up. Um, but yeah, that's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I thought the song was, it brought me back to kind of a 2000s kind of R&B where it was slightly more popular in the mainstream. So mm. had a little bit more reminiscence. With me. Um, but not, a, not a lot of competition that I thought I could argue over. Um, and then we got best urban contemporary album and the winner was everything is love by the Carters. And that's pretty much who I'm, how I'm going to refer them to from by now. Um, anytime Jay-Z or Beyonce releases a new product as a solo, I'm just going to call him Mr. Carter and Mrs. Carter because I, I can't really call them by their quote unquote artistic names anymore. Cause I don't feel like they're creating art anymore. I feel like they're creating propaganda. Really? You don't like uh, Beyonce? I no, I like Beyonce. I just, uh, I feel like her music is more about messages than musicality. So that's where I have an issue. I don't mind music that has a message, but if the message is louder than the music, I have a problem with that. Uh, I, on either either side, whether it's a social issue, political issue, personal issue, like, like give me give me something. Don't just express how you feel about something. Like, yeah, give the listener something to want to listen to. Otherwise, you're just wasting wasting my time with something that you're putting out as an excuse for music. So yeah, yeah. So that that's that's my only issue. Now I didn't listen to this album, but it made sense that they would win over all the other nominees. Um, the only other artist that I kind of like is Miguel, but I didn't listen to the album, so I can't say about it. Yeah. Um, with uh, with R.E.S. Jeez, uh, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> had a little mental breakdown right there with Beyonce. I like uh, her work with Destiny Strong. I like her hit songs. Um, I like a good bit of Lemonade. Um, but you know, I haven't even listened to the Carters. So what can I say? And I, I don't. I really, I really don't like it when artists think that they're being like super deep. That's like, oh, you hate Trump. Real hot take there. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody can have any opinions. Like. You can think this way, or you can think the complete opposite. That's fine. I don't care. Just yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna create art based around it, make it at least tasteful. So, yeah, yeah. You think men are the downfall of society? Interesting. <laughs> okay, very interesting. Anyway, <laughs> um, Urban's contemporary album. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that. Best R and B album. Best R and B album. Uh, winner was her. Um, which makes sense. Although I would have, uh, I would have gone for good thing with Leon Bridges. Uh, I, it, I never listened to it, but I thought that was jazz, right? Good thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very jazz oriented, but it is definitely, I mean, it has everything. It's got jazz. It's got like earth, wind and fire funk kind of vibe. Oh, nice. It's got, it's got everything, but all of those things blend into this, that, that genre of R&B. So the strongest element is definitely R&B, but it takes on other elements of other genres. So, yeah. Although, um, Bad Bad News, I have heard a jazz version of that song because it is one of the more jazzy songs on there. I would love to just pull up my saxophone and play that song. It would be so much fun. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I I can get why I can get her win. Uh, I just you know I just have the this is one where I have to acknowledge my bias. This good thing just uh, it, it touched me in so many good ways. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> okay, let's go into rap. Yep. Let's let's get it, boys. <laughs> I'm stretching over here. Okay, King's Dead, uh, tied with Bubbling. Uh, I don't like either of these songs that much, so I don't know why uh, Bubbling was so like huge in the music reviewing community because everybody's loving it. And I, I didn't get it that much. Uh, Be Careful by Cardi B, I Want That to Die. Nice for What by Drake, I Want That to Die Even Harder. Sicko Mode by Travis Scott, Drake. Big Hawk and Sway Lee should have won out of these choices. Um, yeah, that's that's what I have to say on it. It's interesting when you have to say like out of these choices. That's that's what. That's how I feel. That's honestly how I feel. On I think every choice here, it's out of these choices. You know, because I there I think except for when it, like Post Malone or that comes up, I, I don't think feel that strongly. I mean. It's just, uh, I, I think I told you this. It's I'm not, I wasn't really that excited for the Grammys, other than the content I could maybe make out of it. Because, I mean, I I had as my two tens of 2018, I had a experimental New York jazz album and experimental noise rock album uh, by Daughters and my two tens and my favorite albums of the year. So. I didn't hold out much hope that anything I loved from this year was going to be on the uh, on the Grammys. So I don't know. Do you have anything to say on uh, rap? No, not that category necessarily. That's rap, rap, sung, rap slash sung performance. This is America, like I do. Pretty little fears. All the stars, rock star. I think it's rock star or all the stars. So. Yeah, I would have gone with that. like for this category. I I do disagree with that choice actually. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, like like uh, the other ones before um, for this America, like I I, I kind of just surrender my opinion to it. But this category, I do disagree with it, and I agree with you. All the stars for Rockstar should have won that one. Yeah, I'm just not big on uh, all the stars. Um, best rap song, God's Plan. King's Dead, Lucky You. All these songs just keep coming up. Sicko yeah. Mode and Win. I think it should have been Sicko Mode. So, yeah. What do you What do you think? Uh, this one's kind of a basic uh, opinion for me. Like, I, I get the God's Plan one. I really need to listen to Sicko Mode. You used to have a very strong opinion on this song, so. I don't think it's, like, that great. It's just, it's just the better. best out of here, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, out of everything, just like the nominations, this is like, it's just a category that just makes sense. So I just kind of let it be. And I'm more concerned with other categories. <laughs> okay. Best rap album. Let's, let's, I'm going to try to get this silver click. I don't want to waste your time, but best rap album, Cardi B one with invasion of privacy. I didn't want to say it like that. Daytona, Pusha T, Astroworld, Travis Scott. Victory Lap, Nipsey Hustle, Swimming, Mac Miller. I could have been fine. I, I think Daytona was the best out of here. Astro World was the second best. I wouldn't have been surprised if they said Mac Miller just because of the whole 
situation. Um, Cardi B was the second worst person on this list, so she shouldn't have won. I don't think. Um, and I think you might agree with me. Yeah, like I, I already knew this was going to happen that she was going to at least win this category. So, and this is the only Grammy she won that night, which I'm overwhelmed. I wish she had won none, but this is the only one I'm kind of like, okay, I kind of just figured right, that, that, that one could just go over there. But yeah, this, this album is trash. This is a trash album. Yeah, give it to Pusha T. Like that's, that's what, or Travis Scott, like one of those two, I would have been fine with that. Um, Let's go into country. Yeah, Casey Musgraves won with Butterflies, but then we also had Laura Loretta Lynn with Wouldn't It Be Great, Mona Lisa's and the Mad Hatters by Merritt Morris, Millionaire Chris Stapleton, Parallel Line, Keith Urban. I'm fine with Casey Musgraves winning. I think it should have been maybe Millionaire because that's just Chris Stapleton is actually a good artist in the country scene right now, which is rare to come across. Um, what, what do you have to say on this? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the Custy Musgraves choice, but I can, I can respect the Chris Stapleton opinion as well. He's a great artist. He honestly is. Yeah. Um, tequila, Dan and Shay. Oh, by the way, he has one of the most amazing country voices I think ever Chris Stapleton does. Anyway, it's, it's right for our time right now. It's like mm-hmm. it's got a throwback vibe, but we need that kind of sound for country, which is not something that I feel like I should be voicing my opinion on because country is a genre I respect, but I do not have a strong knowledge of, but I know good when I hear it. So okay. <laughs> Tequila Dan plus Shay won, but you know, said shoot me straight by brother Osborne. When someone stops loving you, little big town, dear hate, Mary Morris meant to be baby Rexa. I'm, I'm just overjoyed that meant to be didn't win. Because if I hear that song one more time, my eyes are going to fly into my wall because I hate that song. <sighs> I don't understand how that is passable as country. Uh, it's <laughs> not. It's not country. Yeah. It's so fun. Like, anyway. Again, I, I, I don't want to trash on Bibi Rexa. I, and I still don't understand why I have an interest for her. Like, there's something about her rising that I have an interest in for some reason but no that that song is not the way to do it um as far as the winner goes like i guess that's okay i don't really know tequila i know a little big town so that's probably one i would have rooted for but it's not a category i was strongly looking at i i didn't even hear that song but i do kind of like little big town and just the vibe they give us so i i would have been fine with that one um, best country song, Space Cowboy, Break Up in the End by, uh, geez, uh, Cole Swindle, Dear Hate, Vince Gill. Um, okay, guys, so I hate to have to be the bearer of bad news, but while we were streaming, our stream ended, uh, unforeseenly. So I, I guess I'm just gonna pop in here solo, give the rest of my thoughts. Um, since Garrett was not able to join us for this last part of this very long podcast, um, I'm just going to read off what he sent me uh, for the nominations and picks and what he wanted to win and all that kind of stuff like we were doing before. He just won't be uh, in the call with us to talk about this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm just going to move on. I think we were at best country album. 
Um, so we got Space Cowboy by uh, Casey Musgraves, uh, Breakup in the End, Cole Swindle, Do Your Hate, Vince Gill. I love, I like, I lived it, geez. Blake Shelton, Tequila, Dan Fleche, and um, When Someone Stops Loving You by Little Big Town. I really don't care um, about th this one, but out of the best, I would say of what I've heard, I think I'll have to give it to Casey Musgraves. I think she has the best song of what I've heard here, so uh, I can't fault them for choosing that. They're just going to give every country award to Casey Musgraves, and I think that's kind of fair. Um, best country album, Golden Hour, Casey Musgraves, Unapologetically, Kelsey Ball Ballerini. Port St. Joe, Brothers Osborne, Girl Going Nowhere, Ashley McBride, From Maroon, Volume From Maroon, Volume Two, Chris Tapleton. I would have liked to see see Chris Tapleton win, um, but I'm just glad Kelsey Bellarini, Brothers Osborne, and Ashley McBride didn't win. Um, but I'm fine with Casey Musgraves, of course, winning the Best uh, Country Album of the Year. I'm really am surprised to see how big this album is, but you know. Well, it connected with a lot of people. I, I think I said that before. New Age. Best New Age album. Um, I haven't heard anybody in this category, but uh, Opium Moon is a newer artist. And uh, considering because they have the self-titled here, so um, I, I guess that uh, why is New Age still... Uh, around, but I mean, they have a cool name, so I'm so glad they won. Uh, best Impro improvised jazz solo, don't fence me in. Out of these choices of Regina Carter, Fred Hirsch, Brad Mihar, or whatever Miguel's in, and I think I would go with either Regina Carter or Fred Hirsch, but I don't know, I'm fine with uh, John Diverse. Best jazz vocal album. I'm fine with their. Uh, let's see. Wait, actually. Yeah, I'm f fine with Cecile McLaurin taking. Uh, you know, over. See, geez, the window taking over. My mood is you. The questions. So the subject tonight is love. If you're really weird, and the reason I'm fine with this is because I haven't heard any of these. And yeah, I, I guess. Um, best jazz instrumental album. Um, Manon, Diamond Cut, Live in Europe by Fred Hirsch. Right, so, okay, Manon, The Wayne Schroeder Quartet, Diamond Cut, The Fuller, Tia Fuller, Live in Europe, Fred Hirsch Trio, Seymour Reads, The Constitution, Brad Medeo, geez, um, Trio, Still Dreaming, Joshua Redman, Ron Miles, Scott Coley, and Brian Blade. Um, I'm fine with the Wayne Schroeder winning Best Large Jazz Ensemble Album. Don't know any of these, so uh, except for all about that bassy. Well, um, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I didn't listen to any of these, but I am kind of a Count Basie fan. So, I mean, of what I've heard, obviously, Best Latin Jazz Album. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't listen to much of this, so. Sorry. Uh, best gospel performance song. Oh, by the way, by the way, geez. Um, I just want to say that um, I do listen to jazz, Latin jazz, just not this 
uh, not any of these are just, but gospel co contemporary Christian music. Um, best gospel performance song. I'm glad Tori Kelly won because it was obviously the best of what I heard. Um, best contemporary music. Christian music performance or song. I hate, I hate Lauren Daigle's music. Uh, every song is the same, and she's not that great of a singer. She's clearly an Adele ripoff. Um, but uh, Reckless Love. I think that would have been the best. I'm glad freaking country didn't win. And but you know, Christian music is so toxic now. Um, and so so is like Grace Got You was one of the worst songs I've heard all year. Um, so I I I I mean out of the choices here, Reckless Love should have it should have gone to that. Um, best gospel album, Hiding Place, Tori Kelly. I'm fine with that. One Nation Under God, Jacqueline Carr, Jonathan Reynolds, Rose Group, uh, Brian Courtney Wilson. No one cares, uh, but Tori Kelly is the best out of this. Best Contemporary Christian Music Album, Look Up Child, Lauren Daigle. Nope. Um, I think it was probably... Uh, yeah, I don't like any of these albums here because I don't listen. I, I didn't listen to Jesus Culture except for a couple songs. I've a vision worship, same thing. Surrounded Michael W. Smith. I guess, yeah, Michael W. Smith probably should have won. Or maybe Zach Williams. I don't know. I don't care. Um, Unexpected, Jason Crabb, Randy Isaacs. Yeah, Best Roots Gospel Album. None of these I've heard. Um, and from what I've heard online, looking up them after, I'm, I'm you know, um, I'm, uh, other people didn't like them either, so, I don't know. Um, Latin. Latin pop. Sincera? Claudio Brandt. I'm fine with that. Um, Zoe? I'm fine with that. Zoe taking the best Latin rock, urban, or alternative album. Uh, best regional Mexican music. Miguel, no, I don't listen to that. Best Tropical, don't listen to that. American Roots Music. Um, I'm glad Brandy Carlisle won something, because that was a great song. I would have been fine if uh, Willie Nelson won, or John Batiste, but that's fine. Um, the Joke, again. Brandy Carlisle for Best American Roots Song. Um, yeah, I'm... Um, this is the only one I really cared about here, so I'm fine with that. Uh, best Americana album. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, by the way, I forgive you, Brandy Carlisle. Um, best Blue Glass album. Traveling McCurries. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Um, best traditional blues album, Buddy Guy, I'm fine with that, definitely fine with that, could have been Cedric Burnside, I don't care, but, you know, I'm not big into blues, especially modern blues, so, please don't, uh, jeez, best, um, folk album, don't care, best regional roots music album, don't care, reggae, um, Sting and Shaggy, uh, that wasn't a good album, and, but I, I would have liked to see Black Uhuru or whatever win. Or really, any of these I thought was good. Sting and Shaddy was pretty not good. 
Um, and I'll and I'll get into what Garrett here. I I'll pull up what Garrett said real quick in his DM from me. I'm a knee space. I'm a knee space. I'm a knee space. I'm a I'm a knee. Um. Um, she, she's, jeez, uh, yeah, Garrett is fine with the Best Country song, she liked, he liked Space Cowboy, Best Country album, Golden Hour, obviously, Amanda, and he was rooting for, for jazz, jazz, best jazz instrumental, that's gospel performance, Never Alone, yeah, that, it, the Tori Kelly, he's glad she won, um, All Ashore, Punch Brothers, Best Reggae Album, Sting and Shaggy, um, but he just said, since he's a Prince fan, uh, sorry, Stink fan, he's glad he won, even though he was fun, he thought the album was just all right. World music, I'm fine with the, I'm fine with it because I don't, really don't care. Children's, don't care. Spoken word, don't care. Um, actually, I would have liked to sing Questlove Wind. Um, comedy. Yeah, Dave Chappelle, of course. Um, I didn't, I haven't, oh my gosh, the stand-up for drummers was so bad. That was not funny at all. That was really not funny. Um, I'll go check out Jim Gaffigan's thing, because I like Jim Gaffigan, um, or Chris Rock, but, jeez, Fred Armisen was not good. Musical theater, don't care. Um, music for visual media, song for, uh, it's just gonna go, Greatest Showman, Deadpool, Lady Bird, I don't care, no one, I don't think really even cares about this, you guys know the big movies were gonna win, so, yeah, um, but I really did like, uh, the Blade Runner soundtrack, and the Star Wars movie didn't deserve that music, because the music wasn't as prevalent, I think, as it could have been with, um, you know, the older Star Wars, I, 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 I'll talk about this, you know, maybe some other time, because I am a pretty heavy Star Wars fan, um, but I, I, the last couple of uh, movies just haven't been good, they've just been under mediocre at best, uh, best shallow one, uh, composing, arranging, don't care, packaging, really, who cares about this, um, but, let's see, did I have any of these? I don't. Um, notes. Best album notes. Everybody cares about this, so I'm so glad David Evans run. Historical, production, non-classical. Yeah. Jeez. Classical. Shust off heck I'm so glad it won. Opera, Bates. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I like Bates. Um, Coral, this is, this is just going into classic, oh, um, so, yeah, I, I think that wraps up for the Grammys, so yeah, that's pretty much, uh, you know, what, what, oh, best music film, Ashley, Eric Clapton, Donald the Claim, I'm, the Quincy Jones documentary, I think was the best out of all these, but. Okay, I'm going to close this. So, I think overall this year's Grammys 
weren't as bad as they could have been. They definitely could have been way worse. I mean, if you if the Drake album one had won Best of the Year, I would not have been happy. But uh, I think we turned out pretty fine. We got some choices that I was just completely fine with. So hopefully this uh, video, or at least this last part, you guys are fine with because these it got into country, reggae, and classical, and jazz, which are genres that I haven't been focusing that much on this year. I know I, I did give a 10 to Marcus Hill, but that's the best jazz that I've heard this year. I mean, I've heard other stuff, and I've heard classical. I would like to see Lubinier Melnick pull through with a win, but, you know, he's smaller. That doesn't work, but I guess to some extent all these classical and jazz artists are smaller, uh, seeing as they really aren't on my radar for releases, which, no, I'm not saying that I'm, like, know uh, all about music, but, like, you guys gotta know how much, like, I'm looking out for new releases, I look in all genres, and if I haven't seen those come up, or they, I just listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is not some, A, I'm either gonna be into, or something's just not worth my time, and, yeah, I'll just turn it off and forget about it, but, okay, so, I, I do have some updates, real quick, um, and then we can wrap this baby up, because it's very long. Um, my first update is that you guys saw uh, Ben uh, from the Prog Geek in the first episode of the podcast, and I, by no means, like, if you're listening to this, Ben, I'm not trying to throw shade your way, but, uh, like, I, I can't get in contact with him, um, and so I, I've had to remo- I'm going to actually remove him from the website. I've tried to contact him on Instagram, YouTube, email, Twitter, Facebook, I think maybe even that. Um, I've tried to get in contact with him in any way I can. I can't. Uh, Google Hangouts, too, even that. So, yeah, it's a shame because I really like talking to that guy. He's a cool guy. And we were going to record an episode on Nirvana's uh, two best albums in utero, never mind, but... Like, we had it scheduled, I showed up on time, you know, he told me to be there, and, I, you know, we scheduled the time, I came, gave him 30 minutes, he was 30 minutes late, and I still called him, couldn't get in contact with him whatsoever, uh, eventually he said, hey man, um, something came up, I'll have to do it some other time, and he said that like two hours later, um, and haven't gotten in contact with him since. So again, not trying to throw any sh- shade his way, but if somebody can try to get in contact with him, that would really help out um, because I, I can't get in contact with him whatsoever. Um, yeah, we are on uh, uh, iTunes. Uh, I think I already said that. Um, I'm glad we are on iTunes, so that's pretty good. Um, I've made updates to my website, uh, and like my personal Sam Bennett website, and I'm actually going to be putting all the episodes of the podcast on the RSS feed over uh, at our website, Criticast Network. So go check that out, um, and, you know, I'm going to be updating it there, and for some reason, if you want to listen there, if you want to download it there, uh, well, you're free to do that. Um, I think, I think, 
I think, just to make, you know what, no, I, I changed my mind about it, I'm just going to keep it free for download, you guys can comment there and do all that stuff, but yeah, I would prefer you watch it on YouTube, it's way more practical if you're going for that, but, you know, yeah, you can download free stuff on Google Music, so, yeah, Melon just dropped his Ariana Grande review, so, yeah, and I gotta go talk to my my friend about some music stuff. There will be a new podcast, I think, next week. And I will spoil it, since I highly doubt anybody's, you know, in, I kind of want to keep it a surprise. Never mind. So, yeah, we'll be seeing you guys. Oh, wait, I actually gotta close this up. So, yeah, Twitter, Criticast, that kind of stuff. Go check out uh, Yes's uh, Young Entertainment Specialist, Garrett. Go check out all his stuff, linked in the description. Go check out all my stuff, linked in the description. Go check out all Criticast stuff. Listen on Spot, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, um, or Google Play Music and Anchor. And, you know, or Google Podcasts, I mean. And those are great ways. And by the way, I've been listening to all my podcasts on Google um, Play Music. It's actually better than I thought. You can you can speed, speed up the time and trim silence substantially substantially and i turned up our podcast like i was just listening to it again the one with me ryan and noah on lord and i was just like i wonder what it, this is like if i listen to it like 1.8 times faster i did uh, the 50 minute podcast zoomed by in like 30 minutes uh, so it, it's a time saver and you can still get all the information pretty fast so yeah, i would go check that out and yeah um like this video, comment, and leave your thoughts on the Grammys down below. We will be seeing you guys next time on the Criticast. Bye.